wonder if we can put our hands together this morning and give God a cheer. Amen. Earlier we sang a song that said he's a way maker, miracle worker. How many believe that with all your heart? Amen. Come on, let me see your hand. You believe he's a way maker? Amen. Just like we sang, sometimes you don't know how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, but we trust the Lord is going to happen. Amen. If you're believing God today for something that you really need a breakthrough in, we just want to encourage you today. Believe God. Trust God. Amen. You know, as we sang that song, you know, we don't even know what's, uh, when he's working, he's still working. Is that right? Even though you don't see he's working, he's still working. How many believe that? Right? What am I going to do when, before God, you know, brings the answer and while he's working? What should I do? Well, the answer is always worship. Amen. Come on, the answer is always worship. When, I, when God's working and I can't see what's happening and I don't know the end of it and I, I'm in a situation, how many know the best thing to do is just worship? Amen. Can we just do that for a moment? Can we just throw our hands up and say, Lord, we worship you, Lord. No matter what we're going through, no matter how we feel about something, we worship you. Because, Lord, you are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. And we trust you with everything that's within us today. And we give you the praise. We give you the glory. And everybody said... Amen. You may be seated. Amen. You can turn the house lights on or whatever. I want to see all the beautiful faces today. And uh, when the kids leave, there's a mass exodus and mass holes, things like that. You know, we got some holes to fill. Amen. But how many believe, God, that we're going to do our part? We're going to be uh, so busy in the mission of Jesus in the city that we're going to fill this church up. Brother Michael and myself, we like that. How many believe that we're going to fill this church up? Come on, with people that want Jesus, that are hungry, that are, amen, that need him, amen. And we're also believing, God, that all the churches are filled up, amen, in Williamsport, amen. You know, Williamsport used to be known as the city of churches, right? There's an old saying that says that there was a, a, a church on every corner and a bar in between. I don't know if you knew that or not, but how many know we'd like to see the bars empty out and become churches? Amen. We'd like to see, amen, some things, God do see things in people's hearts in such a way, amen, that his house is filled. Jesus said, amen, that we should fill his house. That's what his desire is. How many believe that? Amen. So we want to see this church filled up. And I don't know about you, but uh, we've got, you know, lots of seats in the balcony and down under here. But uh, one of our goals is we want to see down here filled up first, right? Then maybe the balcony. Amen. But we want to say just a, a great big God bless you to everyone who's listening to us online today. You that are here, um, just whatever God is doing in your life, we're trusting that it's amazing things. And that God is going to do um, beyond what you can think about, but what you can imagine. How many know the Bible says that? that he moves and does things beyond what we can imagine. How many are trusting the Lord? Lord, I need you to do something bigger than I can even think about. Amen? Hallelujah. So God's going to do it because that's him. That's his nature. And so uh, we want to um, just encourage you. Also just wanted to encourage you real quick as we, before we get into the word today that um, uh, every Friday or Thursday night when they have youth service over at the OC, which is amazing by the way, um, they're recording those messages. And those messages are I think you can get it through our link. Is that right? I don't know where Brother Michael went. I don't know how to do it. Why don't you just hit him up after church or uh, somebody else? I don't know. But just check it out. I know they're recording those, and I want to encourage you. I'm going to have more information next time I say that. Uh, trust me. But I would say SoundCloud. I know it's being recorded on that, but um, through our website, you can find information on that. Just so many good things that are being shared with the young people. Um, how many know our young people need to hear God's word? Amen. And they need to hear the truth in our culture today, like the right way. 
Amen. How many know there's a lot of ways to do stuff, but we need it the right way? Amen. And so there's a lot of ways you could live life, but how many know teenagers need to hear the right way? Amen. So that they have that correct choice to choose from. And so we're excited about a, um, really just the heart of youth leaders and people who really want to pour into the teenagers and touch them. And how many are here as a result that maybe God saved you when you were a teenager? Anybody? Can I see your hand? Anybody that you were a teenager and you said, man, I came to Jesus when I was a teenager. And so thank God for that. And uh, some of you are, are way beyond that. But thank God that's your testimony that somebody reached out to you while you're a teenager. Amen. Today we're uh, definitely the theme, you know, of course, we're um, getting ready to celebrate the 4th of July tomorrow. And if you've got neighbors like mine, they've been celebrating since yesterday. Um, we're praying for them after 11 o'clock last night. Anyways, uh, you know, come on, so we're doing that. But you know, I really wanted to just kind of share this morning and share my heart that, uh, really from my heart, that true liberty and complete freedom is in Jesus Christ. I don't know if we can get around that today. I don't know how we can talk about something else today than to mention that true freedom is in Jesus Christ. How many believe with all your heart that true and complete freedom is only in Jesus Christ? Amen. It is in Jesus that we are free. It is in Jesus Christ that you will find true freedom. Amen. And so I want to share that today from Galatians chapter 5, just a thought on true liberty. True liberty and complete freedom. Amen. True freedom is in Jesus Christ, and today you can be free. That's what I want to share with you today, really, my heart, is that today you can be free. And if you're free in Christ, don't ever go back. How many have ever heard people say that? Well, guess what? Don't ever go back. I want to encourage you today. If Jesus Christ has set you free, don't ever go back to a place of bondage. Don't ever go to a place back to a place of sin and slavery to, sl to sin. Come on, somebody. Amen. Don't ever go back. Amen. How many know, as this Christian life is, we're, we're moving forward. The Bible says that the path of the righteous leads on and on and on. Amen. Is that right? Leaving hell far behind. Amen. So we want to share something today in Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. I love this. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. Um, so Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, you can turn or click there. It says this, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of bondage or slavery for, or entanglement. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom for, as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So today you can be free. How many know freedom really is in the heart of every man and really it is the design of God to be free? Did you know that? It is not just our desire and every, every person to be free. I believe that that is such an essential part of humanity is freedom and liberty. But also, did you know that's the design of God? Did you know that? An early American writer from the last century said that life without liberty is like a body without spirit. Amen. And we want that freedom. We want liberty. And we, we, we desire that. God put that on the inside of us. And that's always been God's design is for freedom. And so I believe that God has awarded us, man, the ability to, to, for free will. Come on. But, but He's also given us responsibility of free choice. Is that right? But how many know, but at any time, that liberty of the flesh leads to the bondage of the soul. It is never true liberty. Anytime that and we have this freedom that has been given by God that leads us to a place of bondage of the soul or the spirit, how many know that's not true liberty? 
The Bible makes it clear that Jesus sets us free, body, soul, and spirit. Amen. He sets me free from the bondage of spiritual bondage and oppression, emotional, mental, physical. Come on, somebody. Can you say amen? Do you believe that today? Do you believe that Jesus sets us free? And I believe that with all my heart. Amen. I like what Peter Marshall, who was a chaplain for the U.S. Senate uh, post-World War II, said, May we think of freedom not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to do what is right. Freedom can never be expressed in rebellion. It can never be expressed in selfish desires or pleasures or riches and fame. Or it can never be uh, at the expense of hate or oppression of somebody else. How many know freedom through Jesus Christ is the salvation that He's given us? It is righteousness. It is obedience to God. It is the power of God working through His Word. That is freedom in Jesus Christ. How many have experienced Freedom in Jesus Christ. Let me see your hand. Amen. Amen. It's okay to say amen even though we said it a bunch during the announcements. You can still do that. But I live by the power of liberty in Jesus Christ. I live by the principles of liberty in Jesus Christ. And I live by the person of liberty which is Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you know Jesus? Amen. And he set me free. And I don't know about you but I don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't ever want to go back. You know, the problem with the children of Israel, when God set them free and did all those miracles for them, the amazing thing is, is they wanted to go back. Do you ever read that account all through Exodus? They always wanted to go back. And what did they want to go back for? What was the thing that they wanted to go back? Couldn't have been the gold and silver, because they had that. The Bible says that when they left Egypt, they had gold and silver. Is that right? It couldn't be the hot air uh, temperature. You know, it couldn't have been that. It couldn't have been uh, working, uh, you know, day in and day out from sun up to sundown in the mud pits. Probably couldn't have been that. But you know what they were missing? You know what they wanted? They wanted the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. Isn't that weird? Is that weird? I mean, is that something that you were thinking, man, I want to go back to the onions. I miss the garlic. I really want the leeks right about now. Are you thinking, come on, right? And that's what God said. Why would you want to go back to those dead things? Amen. One of the things I like to think about that is they wanted the leeks and the onions and the garlands. How many know those are things that spice things up, but in, in the end really left a stink? And that's kind of what they were after. They wanted the spicy things, the things that tasted good at first, but left a big stink in the end, right? I mean, you know, every time we want to go back to sin, every time we want to go back to sin's pleasures, it may seem good for a season, but how many know, in the end, it's not good. It leaves a stench and a brokenness in our life that we need the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from. Amen. So I live by the power and the principles and the person of liberty today. And so you can be free in Jesus if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That is the truth of God's Word, and you can be free Today, I want to look at Galatians chapter 5 just a little closer. And how many know, but when you read the Bible, you can't just read one little part of it and make a huge uh, theological argument or, or, or foundational truth out of it. You've got to take the whole counsel of God and, and read. So look in Galatians chapter 4. We're not going to go through it, but I just want to give you a little bit of background here. And it's a segue into Galatians 5 when he says we are free. And he talks about freedom. 
In Galatians chapter 4, he really starts talking about freedom um, and this, this theme of freedom by saying this. He, he opens up the letter by, by talking to the Gentiles. And so the Gentiles, obviously the non-Jewish world, and the Gentiles, the Bible says, were grafted in. And thank God that when Jesus came, he said, whosoever will come and believe and, and can receive. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad that we've been grafted in, amen, through Jesus Christ? But he was talking to the Gentiles. And he said this to the Gentiles, he said, before you were born again, before you met Jesus, he said, you were bound by or you enslaved to the spiritual principles of this world. Then he turns around and he addresses the Jews and he said, you were bound by the Levitical law, the ceremonial law, the ceremonies and the customs of the Levitical law, you were bound by those things. How many have read that? And that's what he says. And he begins to address those things. And then he says to them, he says to the Gentiles, don't go back under the bondage of the world's principles. Then he says to the Jews, don't allow other Jews to put you under that Levitical law as a burden to you. As ceremonial law, that that's what you have to do to be saved and to be sanctified and walk in holiness. He said, don't do that. And one of the things he said is, you are free from the rudimentary principles of the world, and you are free from the ceremonies of the Levitical law, but he said you are free for Jesus Christ. You are free to uh, follow the teachings and the principles and the law of Jesus Christ. He said now you're, you're free from something, but you're free for something. How many believe that you're free for something? Amen. It's for freedom that Jesus has set us free, as Galatians 5.1 says. And so it's not just about being free from something, it's being free for something. You're delivered from sin and you're saved for relationship. You're delivered out of darkness into His marvelous light. How many believe that you've been free from sin and free for relationship? Amen. That's what he's saying. And so he says that we are servants of sin. We were servants of sin, but now we are servants of righteousness. We've gone from sin into righteousness. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. And being free, really, you have to understand if you're free from something, you really understand that you were under bondage. You were oppressed by someone or something. You were enslaved to something. How many know you can never appreciate freedom unless you've already known some type of bondage or captivity? Amen. You never appreciate what freedom, what, what, what is fought for freedom, unless you first really understand, wow, there was a bondage here. There was an oppression here. There was something that we needed to come out from, right, and go into. And how many believe that's what salvation is? Salvation is bringing you from something into something. How many have come into something? Amen. How many are free for something? Let me see your hand. Amen. So you've been free from something. Amen. Delivered from into. So I just want to look at quickly what we've been free from. Freedom from um, a few things. The Bible makes it clear that what Jesus did at Calvary and the salvation that we uh, rejoice about and celebrate today is this. We are free from the power of sin. We are free from the bondage of sin. How many have been delivered? Come on, how many have been delivered? I mean, I don't mean you've been, you know, you're a Christian. I mean, you've been delivered. I mean, you're saved. <laughs> I mean, you, you're born again. Amen. That's 
my experience. Amen. And so we're free from the power of sin, free from adultery, idolatry and adultery and immorality, deception, blindness, addictions, rebellion, lying, stealing, cheating, all these things that the Bible says are sin, you've been free from the power of those things, the power in your life and the power over your life. Amen. I like what Romans chapter 8 verse 2 says in the living. It says this, For the power of the life-giving Spirit, and this power is mine through Jesus Christ, has freed me from the vicious cycle or circle of sin and death. How many believe that? The power of the life-giving Spirit has freed me from the vicious circle of sin and death. The law of the Spirit has set me free from the law of sin and death. That vicious circle of sin and death that I could not get out of, I was bound to, I was held captive in, come on, sin. But how many are just thankful today that Jesus has given us freedom from the power of sin? See, this is why I'm here worshiping God today with you. Not because I've got to show up. Not because it's my religious duty. Because Jesus set me free. Amen. Because I'm declaring my freedom in the Lord when I worship Him. And you know, one of the things we find out in the book of Romans as well, we find out that salvation breaks the power of sin over us and water baptism breaks the dominion of sin in us. Isn't that, isn't that powerful that God loves us enough to do that and is powerful enough to do that? He breaks the power of sin in our lives. And essentially, this is the power of the gospel. This is actually the power of the gospel that you and I have received when we received Jesus Christ. And Jesus stood up in Luke chapter 4 and he said and declared what the power of the gospel is all about. He actually declared the message of the gospel, but the mission of the gospel, but the power of the gospel. What did he say in Luke chapter 4, verses 18? Very familiar passage of Scripture. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recovering the sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Have you ever wondered about that? Bruised. That word bruised means the oppressed, the downtrodden, the broken, the crushed by tragedy. Amen. How many know that's your testimony? Jesus set me free. Come on, Jesus set me free from the, uh, every oppression of sin and de- every law of sin, every law of death. Amen. Jesus broke the power of sin in my life. Amen. I like how Paul describes it and declared who we were in Christ. In Colossians chapter 1, he said this, that Jesus has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14 of chapter 1, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. I love at the beginning he says this, he says, who have been delivered. He's talking about Christians who have been delivered. How many can say that? I've been delivered. I'm not waiting to be delivered. I'm not wishing I was. I'm not partially delivered. The Bible says in Jesus Christ, I have been delivered. I have been saved. I have been delivered. I love that. You know, the enemy comes and says, well, maybe you're really not walking right with God. Maybe you're, you know, you're full of mistakes and, no, you know, and God really isn't listening to you and he doesn't really love you. How many know you can look to him, uh, to the devil and just say, I have been delivered? I have been delivered. You know, if you're struggling with addiction and struggling with things in your life, you just need to say, Lord, I thank you that I have been delivered through Jesus Christ. Anybody? I have been delivered through Jesus Christ. I've been saved. I've been rescued. I've been delivered. I've been born again. I've been brought out of something into something. Amen. See, when you're not born again and when you're in sin, sin owns you. 
Sin determines your future. You're not a member of the family of God. You're, you're not a member of, of, of Jesus. Your position is temporary and based on your performance in life and what you do. That's what it's all based on. But how many know that's sin, right? Come on, sin takes you further you want to go, costs you more than you want to pay, and keeps you longer than you want to stay. One old timer said, amen. Sin owns you. It, you, you. You're held captive. You're oppressed. You're in bondage by sin. But aren't you glad God had a plan? God had a better plan. Amen. God had a plan of freedom and deliverance. Amen. For all of us. Amen. The Bible says and makes it clear through the teachings of the scriptures about the cross that Jesus bought us back from sin. Out of sin. Amen. He bought us back. It's called redemption. He sets us free and he clears our record. He gives us a fresh identity and he gives us new papers with a new job. <laughs> Aren't you glad that God has the best reentry program there ever was? Amen. He clears your name, he clears your record, and he gives you purpose. I want to thank the Lord for that. Amen. And I like what um, David said in Psalms 124. He probably described it and put it in, in, the, in the terms the best and the clearest about salvation. In Psalms 124 verse 7 he said, We have escaped like a bird from the trapper's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. How many feel that way? Amen. About the Lord and what he's done in your life. Amen. Not only did he set you free, but he broke the snare. He broke the power of sin. He broke, amen, that, that, that call and that voice to go back into that addiction. He broke that power. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. Jesus Christ broke the power of sin and so we're free from that. The second thing I want to share is just see that, that Jesus has given us the freedom from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin. And really, the Bible says it's, it's important that we say, well, we're not just born in sin, but there's a penalty of sin. It's an everlasting penalty. It's an eternal penalty. It, it is, um, sin carries a penalty with it. It's not just a temporary punishment. It is an eternal punishment. How many believe that? There's a penalty of sin. The wages of sin, the penalty of sin is death. But aren't you glad the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. One of the penalties of sin we see so clearly is death. One of the penalties of sin that we come under uh, when we're living in sin is sickness and disease. Curses are part, did you know generational curses are part of the penalty of sin? Think about it. Hell and the grave are part of the penalty of sin. But aren't you glad that Jesus gives us the freedom from the penalty of sin this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. And, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't want to live under a penalty of sin. I want to live under the reward of righteousness, the reward of blessing, amen, the reward of covenant with God. That's what I want to live under, amen. Come on, somebody. That's what I've been set free from. And so the Bible, love, I love the scripture in 1 Corinthians 15. We read this a lot at funerals and stuff because it's such a reality at that moment and that time. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. How many believe that? Amen. How many know death has no more grip on your life? Death has no hold on your life. Amen. Jesus broke the penalty of sin. In other words, when you're in sin, death has every legal right to take a hold of you. To take you down, the Bible says, that David said, into the pit. 
But aren't you glad that Jesus breaks that penalty? Amen. That legal right that death had over you, amen, has been broken through the blood of Jesus. Amen. And now God has all the legal rights to you. Amen. God owns your body, soul, and spirit. Amen. So that when I lay my head down for the last time, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord because legally I have every right to stand before his presence in eternity. Amen. Because of what Jesus did at Calvary. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I love that. Death has lost its grip because Jesus gave us freedom from the penalty of sin. We have freedom from the presence of sin. And that is in my heart and my mind. It's the love and the mindset of unrighteousness that I had before I met the Lord. Amen. It's no longer in my heart when I met Jesus Christ. Because now I, don't, uh, I have His righteousness. I've taken on His holiness. And, and His love is in my heart. Can you say amen? His love fills my heart and my mind. Someone said, well, not according to the conversation I had recently. Come on, but we can still claim it. We've been delivered. Amen? Even though some of you are struggling to act like it, we've still been delivered. Amen? Amen. You can be honest. It's church. Amen. But he gives it that freedom from the presence of sin. In my heart, in my mind, the spirit of darkness and pride has just been broken in my heart, broken in my life. Amen. That eternal separation from God. Amen. How many know now I have complete and eternal presence with God. Amen. His glory, I can know it, I can feel it, I can be in it, I can sense it, I'll live in it forever because of what Jesus did at Calvary, because He freed me from the presence of sin. And then fourthly, He freed me from the people of sin. (laughs) From people of sin. How many know there's just certain people, the Bible says, as Galatians is working with and talking about here, Paul's saying there's people that are trying to lead you into sin. There, there's, there's customs that they're teaching you and things they're teaching you that will take you away from the freedom in Christ. They're going to put shackles on you once again and they're going to lead you into sin, lead you into bondage, lead you into brokenness again. How many know you've got to stay away from those people? Uh-oh. How many, know, how many know God has delivered you from sin, but God's delivered you, some of you from from, from, from people, amen, that you needed to get delivered from, some, some bondages that were there, some soul ties that were there, amen, and, and people that can, can and, and I, I believe that, that it's, it's not just people that influence our lives, but it's, it's our, our freedom from, just a few things, freedom from trying to earn salvation, freedom from religious ceremonies, freedom from pleasing people, freedom from ourselves. <laughs> I mean, you know, God has set you free from yourself. Romans chapter 7, if you read it very carefully, it says, now that we're born again, there's another law working in us, trying to fight against us now. It's always in competition, always trying to lead us into that place of bondage again called sin. Did you know that? It's called our flesh. The desires are our flesh. And, but aren't you glad that the Spirit of God has empowered us to overcome? Amen. That's what he says. And so we're free from ourselves and free from our desires and, and the things that lead us away from God. Amen. So not only are we free from those things, but we're free for things. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, he says it's for freedom that we're set free. It's for his freedom. It's for his way, his cause. His nature, that li- the liberty that's in His nature, that's why we're set free. We're set free for Him. Not just by Him, but for Him. How many have been set free for Him? 
<laughs> Amen. For Him, for His way, for His purpose. It's for freedom that we've been set free. We're called servants of righteousness. When we were in sin, the Bible says that we were servants. We were bound. We were enslaved to sin. Now it uses the same word that we are servants of righteousness. Think about it. I'm, I'm just, I mean, that, that's what I'm tied to. That's what I'm connected to, righteousness. And we're servants of righteousness. And so what is a few things that we're, we're really kind of set free for, where freedom comes for? And reason is, is number one, relationship with God. I mean, no, you couldn't have a relationship with God except through Jesus Christ. Amen. And he got, gave you that freedom, righteousness and right choices and decisions and worship and service to God. These are the things that we're set free for. I'm set free for worship. Amen. How many know I couldn't worship God out of a pure heart before I met Him? But now I can, and now I can have audience with Him, and I can worship. Amen. I know this is very simple, but I just want to declare freedom today. Amen. I just want to declare true liberty. Amen. But you know, as we talk about what we're free for, as even Paul had to deal with something here, I just want to briefly deal with this. And how many know that every freedom and every liberty can be taken for granted? It can be absolutely used for abuse. If we're not careful, you can abuse freedom. You can not only just take it for granted, but you can abuse it. Then you begin to move into an area where I believe that God hasn't called us to. And this is what he's talking about in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. So we see two things that he has to work through and deal with is that we can abuse this freedom that we've been given, number one, for ourselves. We can abuse it for ourselves. In Galatians 5.13, he says, Don't use your freedom as an excuse to do what pleases your sinful desires. Or, he says this, Don't turn this freedom into an excuse for your corrupt nature to express itself. Think about it. How many know we've got a responsibility with this freedom? Amen? The freedom in Jesus Christ isn't just to do something because you can. Is that right? Romans chapter 8 says what? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Is that right? We don't sin just because God forgives us and loves us. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do it because then I can pray and I can ask the Lord to forgive me and He's going to do that. How many know that's abusing our freedom? That's, that's an abusive relationship and that's not, that's not healthy. Should we continue in that? No, we shouldn't do that. And so we don't keep on sinning just because God forgives us. How many know, amen, that we have been given mercy and grace. The Bible says if we sin, amen, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. But we don't intentionally do that to hurt God and to, to please ourselves. Is that right? Come on. He, that's not what we do. Anybody? Come on. Is that right? I mean, how many know we don't keep going back into the prison of sin and hoping God will bail us out? We just say, Lord, we're going to do our best to live right. We're going to live, do our best. We need your spirit. We need your power. We need your grace to do what we need to do. Come on, somebody. Amen. Right? We're not all there, but we're getting there. <laughs> Amen. That's what Paul said. And so, but we don't do that on purpose, knowing that he will forgive us. That's abusing the grace of God. That's taking the grace of God in vain, as Paul teaches later. And so his grace and his power have been given to overcome sin and live in true liberty and freedom. But also not just for ourselves, but against other people. Did you know that 1 Corinthians chapter 8 says that we need to be careful uh, that this freedom that we've been given is that we don't exercise our rights in Jesus Christ that to, to become a stumbling block to the weak. That we don't say just because we can do it or just because I can do it, just because the Lord loves me, I can do it. Amen. The Bible says we got to consider other people. Hello. 
Anybody there? We're going to consider other people. We're not going to do it and cause other people to stumble. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 2 says that we need to live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Amen. How many know we got to walk carefully before the Lord? Come on. Amen. We, we sing about reckless love, but God doesn't want us to be reckless in our lifestyle. God doesn't want us to be reckless with the freedom He's given us. And let me just leave you with these three things today, talking about this lifestyle of liberty. Notice what he says, you've been, for freedom, you've been set free in Galatians 5, but he says this, stand firm in that freedom. Stand firm in that freedom. Walk in that freedom. Live in that freedom. Come on, abide in that freedom. Is that right? Is that right? How many know we need to walk in freedom today? Amen. I think of a picture of someone that, that's just been incarcerated for a while and they get a pardon from the government. Instantly they're out and, you know, and they're out of prison. They're standing there. And next thing you know, they, they just kind of walk around the building for a few days and they camp uh, you know, in the front yard there and, and they talk to the people in the yard and, man, what's the food like? I kind of miss it there. I wish I was almost back there. How many people just don't do that? You don't stand on the outside of prison wishing you could go back. What do you do? Most thing you do, you run. You kind of get away from it as far as you can sometimes, right? Come on. Well, it's the same thing with the Lord. When God sets us free, we've got to walk in the freedom that he's given us. We've got to live in that liberty. We've got to make it a lifestyle. That's what he said. Don't ever go back to where God brought you from, but live in the freedom that he called you in. Amen. And so I believe that there's three things that we can uh, learn from this today, or, or we, really that really come from uh, this lifestyle liberty and where it comes from, actually. And that is three things. Number one, the truth. That's what the Bible says. The Spirit of God and the action of faith. So the truth of God's Word, the Spirit of God, and the action of faith. And I have time to go into these things, but uh, first of all, I believe that a lifestyle of liberty, it comes from the truth. How many believe that? It comes from the truth. James describes it as this, God's Word is the perfect law of liberty. And anybody who looks at it, meaning listens to it and does it, right? Is that what James said? Don't be here only, Do it, be a doer, is going to be free. Anybody that follows the perfect law of liberty will be free. How many know that makes sense? That just makes sense. Anybody who follows the highway that goes to Virginia is going to get to Virginia. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Anyone who follows. And so the Bible is called the perfect law of liberty. How do I walk in the complete freedom of the Lord? It's the truth of God's Word. Jesus said this in John chapter 8. We know this very familiar. It says the truth will make you free. Is that what he said? And when you consistently follow the teachings of Jesus, you become his disciples. You learn the truth. And, and what happens is in that truth will bring freedom. Because Jesus is the one who gives complete freedom. He's the Son of God. And that's why he said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed, meaning he has all authority to set you free. He is the Son of God. He's declaring, how many know when you walk in the truth, the very first truth that you walk in is that Jesus is the Son of God. How many know that's a good truth to walk in? Amen. Get started on that. Amen. The truth is that God, or Jesus is God's Son. That's the first step in true liberty. And then what he says here is the second step is following his teachings. These will lead you to freedom. Amen. So how many believe the truth? 
How many believe in the Word of God as being liberty? Amen. Anybody, if you're struggling with addiction, you're struggling with uh, things in your life that you just can't break through, or maybe you feel you're coming under bondage, get into the Word. How many know if someone says, hey, why don't you be a part of our club? We wear white robes and we live on this gated community in the mountain, and we're going to teach you about this, and not necessarily from the Bible. It's, how many know the, the truth of God's Word will set you free? You'll know whether that crew is really of the Lord or not. <laughs> Amen. Right? And so that's what he's talking about. Second thing is the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you in the way of freedom. I've got just a couple minutes. Second Corinthians says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The, Paul said the Lord is that Spirit. He's describing that uh, today the Jewish people actually have like a veil over their eyes. Even though they read the Old Testament, they can't see Jesus in the Old Testament. They can't see the truth there. They have this blinder of their eyes. He said, but when the truth comes forward, when, when they find Jesus and receive Jesus as their Messiah, the light comes on, the blinders are taken off, and they see who God really is. And then Paul said, the Lord is that spirit. Well, what spirit? The Lord is the spirit of the revelation of who Jesus is. He gives you illumination. The spirit of God illuminates your way. And he gives you understanding of God's word and who Jesus is. How many know, amen, the spirit of God will lead you in the way of freedom. Amen. And then the third thing, I want to end with this today, is the action of faith. The action of faith will bring liberty into your life. Jesus said, if you listen to my word, but if you do my word, you will be my disciple. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free, lead you into freedom. And so it's the action of faith, that obedience. That's what obedience is, is the action of faith. And so it's one of the simplest and most powerful acts of faith that I can give and I can show the Lord and I can move in, and that is the action of faith. And that faith right there leads to freedom. How many know the Bible says this is the victory or the deliverance or the freedom that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. And so I believe today that Jesus Christ brings true liberty and complete freedom. Can anybody say amen? How many just can say today as we celebrate freedom, we really know the real freedom that we celebrate that and this, the cross of Jesus Christ has freed us from the power of sin, the penalty of sin, the presence of sin. Come on somebody. Amen. And that's what we celebrate today. Amen. Do you celebrate that today? Amen. Do you love God for that? Amen. Can we stand on our feet? Amen. I just want to say a few things and we'll pray. But you know, one of the things that we looked and we talked a little bit about today is God's always designed man to live in complete freedom with Him forever. That's always been His design. Always been His plan, right? But Adam, from the very beginning, sin, the Bible says, brought all humanity under this bondage, in this oppression, in this captivity of sin. And when, when Jesus came to the earth... And not only did he break the power of sin, but I believe that he really has a plan to set us free. That we walk in this freedom in all our lives, in every area of our lives. And today I want you to know that if you're bound by anything, bound by sin, bound by a, a curse or really an addiction, Jesus Christ wants to set you free today. Come on, somebody. Anybody? How many have ever been there? You, you were there. You were bound. You were in captivity. You were like, I don't understand it. I, I just know that I don't feel free in my heart. Amen? Jesus Christ wants to set you free today. And this is what happened at Calvary. You know, the Bible says that even creation will be set free from death and decay. Did you know that at the very beginning, when God created the heaven and earth, everything was intended to live forever? 
Did you know that? Everything was perfect. And when sin came into the world, it even affected creation. That's why trees and plants and things, they die. Is that, what, is that right? But the Bible says that when, 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 when Jesus comes back and there's restoration and the kingdom of God is restored, think about it. Even creation will be set free. That, that's powerful, isn't it? And so today, I don't care what your problem is, your struggle is, if God can set creation free, He can set you free. Amen. If God has a plan to set, amen, plants and trees and everything else free from decay and death, He has a plan to set you free from decay and death. Can you say amen? So I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you're struggling with. And it really doesn't matter as far as I'm concerned. Amen. It's between you and God. But all I can say is there's complete freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen. Put your faith in Him today. Put your trust in Him and say, Lord, I've done it all. I've gone my own way. I've, I've tried to fix myself and bring myself freedom, but I've found that it only brings bondage without you. I've only chained myself stronger when I try to live without you. But how many know Jesus Christ has the key to set you free out of that bondage today? Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for the power of your word today. Thank you for that power of the freedom of the power of the blood of Jesus that has just, Lord, broken every curse of sin and sickness and disease. Amen. Over humanity. I thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I, I trust you. I believe you, Lord. I receive it today. I, I Lord, I just kind of rekindle my heart today and say, Lord, I want to follow you more than ever before today. And as Paul told the Galatian church, he said, listen, if you've been free, listen, stand firm in that liberty and don't go back. I don't know about you, but Lord, today, my heart, and like so many other people, is like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to be brought under bondage again. I don't want to live that life again. I don't ever want to be confused again. I don't ever want to be lost again. Lord, I want to walk in this freedom. I want to celebrate this freedom. I want to live thoroughly and completely in this true liberty that you've given me. Help me. Help me see it in your word. Help me by the Holy Spirit, Lord, follow the way and make right choices and go the way you're leading me into true freedom. Help me, Lord, serve other people and not myself, Lord, and, and, and bring other people into this place of deliverance and freedom through Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you would help me because I need so much help in this area. But I thank you for your grace and I thank you for your empowerment today, Lord, that you're strengthening us all in our walk with you today, that we can know true freedom in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Today we have a prayer team that comes and meets around the front. If you're struggling in your life or you need somebody to pray with you and maybe you're